SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, we're shifting things to cricket now as we build up to the upcoming uh, Cricket World Cup. And uh, before we speak to uh, the Proteus uh, team manager, Dr. Mohamed Musiji, as well as the ICC Cricket World Cup's managing director, uh, Mr. Steve Elworthy, uh, we thought we should highlight what Masabata class did today. Uh, the Proteus women play at, against Pakistan in Porch. It was the second of three ODIs and uh, they were really humiliated in the first ODI being bowled out for just 63 at the Proteus. So they had to bounce back uh, today and they show a deed. They bowled Pakistan out for 147 and uh, they cruised to victory, uh, getting to 148 for two in 36.4 overs, mainly uh, thanks to in the batting, thanks to Laura Wolfart, who was unbeaten on uh, 74 and uh, Lizelle Lee made 40. They put on 76 for the first wicket. But on the bowling front, Medium pace and Masabata class was outstanding. She took a hat trick today. Uh, she finished with figures of uh, three for 27 in her nine overs. And we put a call through to her immediately after the game just to get reaction. And I began by asking her how, how tough it was for them uh, to take that defeat in the first ODI and how important it was uh, to bounce back here in Porch in the second ODI to level the series at 1 1. Uh, to be honest with you, I won't say it was tough. After our first game, because everyone was in a good space. It was just a bad day on the day. But then we knew back in our mind that this is our game. This is how we're going to do it. And we did it today. And and you took a hat-trick today, only the second one by a South African. Uh, for those who didn't see the game, can you take us through those wickets from the first one? <laughs> you know, to be honest, to be honest, uh, I think it was my seventh over. Yeah, it was my seventh over after my, yeah. You know when you keep on talking with the ball, mm. the, the magic will happen. I won't say the magic, but then when you talk to the ball, the ball will talk to you, and the ball will do what you want it to do. So from my run-up, I just took it and then I speak to it, and then I just tell, I just tell it, you know what? I just want you. Actually, I wanted to ball uh, a dead ball, mm. but eventually it went vice versa. And then my first wicket, I think they tried to hit over my head, and then it ended up uh, went up. And then my mid, uh, my my midwicket took it. Mm. The second one was caught by the keeper. The second one and the third one. So the third one, the third one was my hatred ball. That's where I started to run with <laughs> mixed motions, everything. That's how happy I was. And and how big an achievement is it for you? I mentioned it's the second one by a South African after Dane, but it's also only the tenth hat trick in women's ODI history. But it was, I wasn't even aware that uh, I'm the 10th uh, player who took the hat-trick on, in the world on ODI. Mm. And to be honest, it feels right to be the second player uh, who took the hat-trick after Danny van Nicker. So to be honest, with you, uh, hard work does pay. So the work, the, the work that I've been putting behind those it actually pays off. And and you go to Benoni now as a team, you must be confident of winning the series. It will be like a final then. Yes, I'll say it's a, I'll say it's a, it's a decider. It's a decider for for me because there we have one one, we won one one. So mm. it's a decider. The team that's gonna win is gonna win the the, the series. But then we go in there with a high confidence. Like I said, everyone in the team is in a good space, so we can't wait for Sunday to finish it off. Mm. And 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 uh, the betters also helped today. What can you tell us about Laura? She was unbeaten there, and she had that good partnership also with Lizelle. We have uh, a opening pair, a strong opening pair, 
And for me, I must say, uh, it was a great knock from both of them after our disappointment on our first game. So ever since we prepare, like we had a pre, uh, pre-tour camp before this tour, everyone, they were on, on, on their good spirits, I must say. Mm. You can see that the intense, everything, the vibe on the, on the camp is high. So I think if the, if, if the environment is happy, everyone can be in a good space. So I must say to them, they, 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 they had a great knock, both of them. So it's nice to be on that team where you know you have the opening, opening better that can hit the ball. And, and Masabata, how did you get um, introduced to cricket? When did you start playing? Because I understand you're from Butsabelo. Yes, correct. I'm from Butsabelo. I started to play at the age of 11. I started to play with the boys because there was no girls cricket in my school, mm. my primary school. So that's where I started to join. And I just went there at, uh, at lunchtime because I saw the boys were hitting the balls, were running around. So I, I, I told myself, you know what, let me just go and join. That's how I started to play cricket. And then I ended up playing cricket with the girls at the age of 13. So yeah, I started to play with the guy, with the girls at the age of 13. And then from there, I went with the age groups up until I made, uh, I made side on my national team on 2010. Yes. And, and at which stage did you realize that you could actually go this far and go and play for your national team in cricket? <laughs> Funny enough, when you're young, like after joining the, the, the boys team, I used to, to take the po- uh, cricket posters and then paste them in my bedroom space. So, and then I keep on writing. I, I had a diary back then. I keep on writing that when I grow up, I want to represent my country. Wow. <laughs> so, in 2010, when I get the call up, I, uh, I had that diary and I went back to eat and then I smiled. I said, you know what? I wow. made it. Please. And who are some of these heroes that you were putting posters up on your wall? Who were some of your favorite players growing up? To be honest, I liked Makhandini back then. And then when, when, when he retired, I started to, to, to watch Kahisho Abada. Mm. So, yeah, they are my, I'll say, my role models. And finally, Masabat, having been in the Proteas team now in the setup basically for the past nine years, what do you make of how the women's game has grown here in South Africa? Because now there are contracts also and some of the matches are on, on TV. Yes, I must say it has grown so much. Like you mentioned, at least the girls are having contracted now. Some of the girls are making uh, cricket they are living. And then at least we have sponsors, which is a great thing for us. And I must say, <clears throat> it has grown so much whereby we have uh, different provinces that's got ladies cricket. Mm. So that's how big it has grown. Oh, well done, Masabata. Class took a hat-trick today for the Proteas women as they leveled that ODI series against Pakistan at 1-1. If you're in and around the Binoni on Sunday, go out there and support the ladies. It will be a series decider um, this Sunday on the 12th. And well done uh, to the Proteas there for bouncing back after that uh, defeat in the first ODI. And still talking Proteas, we move right along now to get a bit more on the biggest news story of the week as far as South African cricket is concerned. Uh, that is the Proteas World Cup injury and of course, Andrew Crochet has been ruled out of the World Cup with Chris Morris replacing him. And uh, the ultimate all-rounder, Proteas uh, team doctor and manager, uh, Dr. Mohamed Museji, joins us on the line. Doc, good evening. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us on SAFM. 
Good evening to you, sir. Good to be on your show. Thanks, Doc. First, firstly, we had a, the, the first casualty in Andrik Nokia being ruled out. You did mention earlier this week that he got injured in the nets. How, how, how did that happen? Are you able to take us through that and what is the extent of his injury? It was rather unfortunate. Uh, as you all know, uh, Andrik was recovering from a shoulder injury that yeah. kept him out of the IPL. He sustained it during the Sri Lanka home series. Uh, he was progressing quite well. He was busy with his return to play protocol. And he was in the nets in Port Elizabeth uh, practicing when he, a ball struck his finger awkwardly. Uh, uh, immediately, there was a lot of swelling. They went and had an x-ray done. And it revealed a nasty fracture, which needed to be surgery to stabilize the finger joint. It's really unfortunate because he's had a, made a successful recovery from his shoulder injury. Uh, and he's had a few injuries, setbacks during the past year, during the Mzanzi mm-hmm. League, he also developed an ankle injury, and he recovered from them from that well too. But knowing Andrich, um, you know, he needs to make sure that he gives himself adequate time. He needs six to eight weeks to recover, and hopefully after that he'll be back on the park doing what he does best. Yeah, and I was about to ask, what do you say to a guy like that that's been so unlucky, even mm-hmm. missed out on a maiden IPL because of injury? It is. It's very, very disappointing for everybody. I, from uh, speaking to Otis, I mean, Otis is also quite disappointed because Andrik was almost his secret weapon. But at the same time, you know, injuries are part and parcel of the sport. Uh, you cannot predict injuries, uh, and you just got to take them in your stride. Fortunately, uh, he's, tr- he's quite a strong character, and I'm sure that you'll be able to look back one day. And although you'll feel disappointed, you'll realize that sometimes everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and it's probably got another World Cup in him. And then you also gave an injury update on the five other players. Uh, three have been given the all clear, uh, Shamsi, Lungingidi and JP Dumini. Is that a relief or has that always been expected when you timed maybe their expected recovery? I won't say it's expected. Uh, when somebody has an injury, obviously there's a return to play time frame. And... During the time frame, it's about making sure they get enough, what they call active rest. They do their rehab, they do physiotherapy, and then you start loading them to get them progressively ready to start playing cricket again. The fortunate thing is that JP's shoulder, Lungi's side strain, and Shamji's lower back strain have all recovered. They've put in the hard yards, they're bowling, uh, the, the, the two bowlers' bowling uh, loads are back up, uh, and they, they should be part of full competition when we meet next week for the camp, first three days in Cape Town and the next three will be in Pretoria at the High Performance Centre. Yeah, And then the other two, uh, Del Stein and KG Rabada, maybe starting with Del, a dog came back from IPL because uh, of his shoulder uh, flaring up again. What's the latest now? Yeah, I mean, but those two have termed as uh, they, their progress is, is work in progress. They're getting there. They're on the road to getting there. KG has developed a lower back muscle strain while playing at the IPL for Delhi. Uh, he was recalled, investigations was done, and fortunately there's no bony pathology. I mean, KG did have a stress fracture previously, so we also monitor his bony loads quite carefully. Uh, the anticipated recovery period for him is about two, maximum three weeks, but we hopefully he'll be fine to make a full recovery and take his place in the World Cup squad. Mm-hmm. As far as Dale Stain is concerned, uh, he returned from the IPL a week ago because of his right shoulder flaring up again. He did have an assessment by an orthopedic shoulder specialist in Cape Town. Uh, and fortunately, the scans that were done didn't reveal anything new of significance. So he has responded to treatment and is showing signs of improvement. 
but we will have to see when we get to Cape Town and assess him this weekend uh, as to where he is. He will be reassessed, and we'll make a call once we once we assemble for our camp. And and then with with KG or, or with both of them, uh, okay, well he's still going to assess Dell. But with KG, with the Proteus playing three me- matches in the first week, do you think he'll be able to play all three? I mean, that's a call we make closer to the time. I mean, the first two games are warm-up games on the 24th and 26th. Mm-hmm. So we probably want to ease him into that. Uh, maybe he won't bowl his full complement of overs. It will all depend on where he is. And then we have a game on the, the 30th, the 2nd, and the 5th. Uh, so that's about three games literally in, in six days. So again, it will all depend on how he's feeling. If he's fit, he'll probably play all three games. Mm-hmm. But we'll monitor it carefully when we get there. And with Dale on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, do you, you expect him to be fit? How optimistic are you? You know, Dale has been a phenomenal uh, athlete and an unbelievable cricketer playing for the Proteus for the last 10 to 15 years. The thing about him is that whenever people think that he won't come back, he comes back and proves everybody wrong. It was just unfortunate last year that he had two quite freakish type of injuries, one with his shoulder where he sustained a fracture in one of the bones. And the other one was uh, a sort of a heel injury that took a while to recover. Many people didn't think he would come back, and he came back, and he's been bowling unbelievably well, so much so that it uh, forced the selectors to look at him in the one-day format, format, and uh, that's why he was selected for the World Cup. Knowing Dale, I will give him the best opportunity to get ready for the World Cup. It's still early to say, but I'm still very hopeful that he will, be, uh, he will show some promise to be selected for the team. Okay. And besides those five, there are no injury worries. Even Chris Morris is is okay. Yeah, we still have a few players that are at the IPL. We've got four guys there. We've got Faf, Iman Tahir, uh, Chris Morris, and Quinton Bacock. And those four, along with the others, so far so good. Uh, we haven't had any other issues of note. And with the guys at the IPL, finally, Doc, do you give them a program to follow? Do you leave it to the clubs and just trust their judgment? No, not at all. There's there's constant uh, communication from CSA's medical team, our fitness trainer Craig King and our physiotherapist Craig Governor has programs in place uh, where the guys are monitoring the kind of training that they're doing, the bowling loads. The challenge at the IPL is uh, the amount of travel because I mean it's late nights, it's early mornings, it's sometimes you know uh, interconnecting flights, so it. It can be quite tedious, uh, but we try our best to to keep a little things and make sure that we're monitoring the training as well as the bowling loads. Okay, no, thank you, Doc, for finding time to speak to us. We really appreciate it. And I did see a tweet that said, if there's any man that can get them all ready for the World Cup, it is a Craig Governor. So we certainly wish him all the best. He's got a big job on his hands. Uh, oh, it's gone. Okay, sorry. Uh, that is the Proteus team manager and team doctor, Dr. Mohamed Musaji, giving us an update. Seems to be a concern really on uh, Dale Stain. KG likely to definitely be fit, especially for that opening game against England at the Oval. Their fingers crossed then uh, that everything goes well for the Proteus because we need all this arsenal uh, that we have uh, in the squad. They report for camp on Monday and then we'll see what happens from there. Up next, we're still going to talk uh, cricket. We're going to go all the way to the UK to 
speak to uh, the ICC Cricket World Cup's managing director and former Proteas bowler Steve Elworthy, who's got a big job on his hands with 21 days to go. We're going to find out from him how are things going. And also, uh, let's just uh, look back at his career as an administrator because he seems to have done a wonderful, wonderful job. Uh, Steve Elworthy, I mentioned at the top of the show, that has also been awarded at the Order of the British Empire. So he is Steve Elworthy Mbe like uh, Glenn Lewis likes to say. Steve Terry Payne Mbe, Steve Elworthy Mbe will speak to us next.